You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. Everybody and welcome to a bonus episode of the Paranormal Portal podcast. We thought it'd be kind of fun to take a look into the deep archives from the vaults of the Paranormal Portal way back before there was a podcast, way back before there was a YouTube channel. There was just an internet radio show on True Frequency Radio called Paranormal Portal. We thought it'd be fun to take some of these old episodes and put them out there for you guys to enjoy and listen to. The information on them is, is still fantastic. Obviously, my presentation, I hope, has come a long way since then, but it's just kind of a neat and nostalgic look back at where it all began here on the Paranormal Portal, and this will just be uh, supplemental bonus episodes to come as we, as we make them available. So we hope you enjoy the journey, and thank you so much for tuning in. everybody welcome to the paranormal portal podcast i hope you guys are having a wonderful night and thank you so much for tuning in and supporting all that we're doing here on the podcast it's uh been amazing you guys have been amazing out there uh checking us out and subscribing and downloading and um it's just a real real pleasure uh of course i'm your host brent thomas this is the paranormal portal podcast and uh once again special thanks to revolver podcast for making all this possible Tonight, I wanted to delve back into the darker side of things a little bit. Uh, I did want to discuss the vampire phenomenon. And, and <laughs> this isn't the the twilight, twinkly, shiny vampires and falling in love with uh, teenage kids. Um, this is the, the real phenomenon that has uh, been reported in the world and is still reported to this day. So the, this phenomenon, you know, is allegedly real. It is alleged has allegedly happened allegedly happened to many people um there are plenty of tales going on now i do have to tell you it's a it's a real tough thing to get to the bottom of because there's so much fluff about it on the internet whenever you type in vampires you're getting tons and tons of of sites that either are just fluffy you know useless stuff or you know, ancient Vlad Tepish, allegedly the the source of a lot of our modern understandings of what a vampire is. But there is a, a more ancient, more even darker ent- entities or, or beings that appear to exist within the world as we know it, even to this day. And uh, I don't know exactly, you know, I can't say exactly what they are, but they do sound like they're physical beings from what I'm hearing, or at least very solid manifestations of a spirit being uh or demon or or something of that nature i think there's a lot of bleed through in people's understanding and and i 
I think that's has a lot to do with our imperative to, to label things. I think a lot of what people may interpret as, as vampires, it could be shadow people, could be incubus, succubus. And, and then again, there comes the question is, is the incubus succubus? And for those that don't, that don't know, uh, incubus or succubus is a female type of entity, a spiritual entity that will, uh, try to seduce and, and attack males, uh, usually in their sleep and allegedly try to drain your life force. And, uh, the incubus of course would be the female version of it being a male spirit trying to draw from the female as I understand it. And I don't pretend to be an encyclopedia of knowledge on this. If there's a better explanation, please, you know, let us know. But I think that those are often confused or are interpreted as vampiric and maybe they deserve to be because it is something acting as a parasite, essentially, you know, like a spiritual wood tick, perhaps that uh, qualifies it as a, as a true vampire. But, uh, there are differentiations as we understand it. And there are in the tales, the true vampire cases appear to people when they're usually in their waking state. They do usually happen at night. So that's not just a legendary thing as far as I understand it. And what I've, what I've discovered is they usually happen at night. They sometimes happen to people in the form of dreams. And that's where I think it could be um, a misinterpretation, but you know, we'll cover that a little bit tonight. Some uh, testimonials and, uh, but allegedly they appear in the flesh and are very physical, have a very commanding presence, and, and people that are experiencing them do report being mesmerized, being absolutely mesmerized and, and almost unable to think of their own accord that they're just instantly hypnotized. Perhaps these beings are very alive and well and, and they exist in our society and that's just their form of predation. That's how they that's how they get their prey, is they have a natural ability to instantly hypnotize, you know, us and I know I hypnotize myself all the time. <laughs> a true hypnotic state, literally, this is this is very true. A true hypnotic state, is one of the lightest hypnotic states, or what we experience every day when we daydream. You know, that's that is truly a, a, a hypnotic state. So we put ourselves in and out of uh, hypnosis throughout our days, and maybe that's a, a psychological coping mechanism or whatever, but does qualify as a hypnotic state. And uh, so perhaps it's not such a fantastic thing that that other beings could induce that within us. But anyway, that's uh could be a long discussion all by itself. Um, so we're going to go over those stories tonight. If you just want to discuss the phenomenon as you understand it, or have any, any corrections and you're hearing things that don't match up with your understanding, please call in, let me know. Uh, we can certainly discuss it further. And, and I, I welcome your input because essentially as I've said before, there are no there are no such things as experts in any of the phenomenon. There's nobody that knows any every one thing about any one phenomenon. It's all pieces and bits that people that decide to look into the topic will gather and they'll come to their own formulated conclusion, and that's fine. But but that doesn't uh, mean that they have a complete understanding of it. So please don't ever let anybody tell you they're an expert on <laughs> anything in the paranormal world because. There's just no way to be an expert. There's a lot of people that like to get on their high horses and, and tell you upside, you know, up one side and down the other how wrong you are because they're right. I, I think it's great that people have exhausted so much energy into researching and such, but I don't think it promotes much within the field to uh, disparage other people who are also interested. So once again, welcome to the show. Let's uh, dive into a little bit of this and see what we can discuss and discover and uh, go through a little bit of uh, 
what I found. First one, so this is called Vampires Do Exist. It was late summer, August 2010. I was walking to my friend Jamie's house when a man pulled up in a car beside me. He asked if I knew where the hospital was. He looked nervous and in a hurry. I thought maybe he had just lost a loved one or a family friend or something. Someone was hurt. I quickly gave him directions to the nearest hospital. After he sped off and thanked me, I felt weird inside, sick almost. I called up my friend Jamie and told her I'd meet, her, I'd meet up with her tomorrow. I thought I needed the rest. As I walked two blocks, I finally reached my house. All was fine until I woke up the next morning. My mom always watches the news early. Then I usually head off to school, but today was different. As my mom sat in the kitchen with her tea, I sat and listened to the news. The news reporter's headlines were hospital robbed of blood bags. I thought it was some kind of sick joke. I grabbed the remote and turned off, turned off the TV. I ran upstairs to my room and flung myself on my bed. Blood bags, I thought. Could this have been the same man, same strange man, that had desperately trying to get to the hospital? Could he be a, a vampire? No, that's impossible. No such thing. Only in the movies, right? As my mom dropped me off at school, there was this new girl my stepbrother was talking to. She seemed strange and gave me a sick feeling that the guy gave me. I met up with Jamie to go introduce ourselves to the new girl. Her name was Kate. She had jet black hair and the brownest eyes. Something didn't seem right. The way she looked at me and Jamie, how she eyed us in class pretty much all day. I tried to keep everything off my mind. As school ended, I walked down near the library to study for a big exam I was having in the next three weeks. As I entered the library, I spotted my brother with Kate. What was she? What was he doing? They were laughing. And the way she twirled her hair and gazed at him, it, it all just wasn't right. I hid behind one of the shelves and listened in on what they were saying. Can you turn me in? Or can you turn me? Is what my brother said. Turn me, I thought. What is that supposed to mean? Then I heard Kate whisper, Not here. Not now. Not ever, I thought to myself. I watched her leave through the library doors and my brother followed. My heart beat faster and faster. Could it be true? I didn't know at this point. I thought it was just a myth. But this is why I want to share the story with you. It's not. It's not myth. Vampires are real. And one almost turned my brother. How did I stop her? I didn't. My parents decided to move away. I was grateful, but sad to leave Jamie and all my good friends behind. To this day, I believe in vampires. You may not, but I thought I, it was a little too ironic that the hospital was robbed of blood bags from that strange man, and my brother was friends with some wacko who was going to turn him. You decide on the ending. So, pretty, uh, pretty peculiar story, to be sure. Who's to say what's real in this world and what isn't? This next one is called a black-eyed black -eyed vampire. My first encounter with this happened when I was about eight or nine years of age. I'm 31 now. I used to live on the third floor of an apartment building in Shelton, Connecticut, with both my parents and my three siblings. I remember it was nighttime. I went to my bedroom, which I shared with my younger sister. As you enter my bedroom, the first thing you see is a window. 
I remember looking at the window from where I was standing. There was a man with black hair that was floating outside my window. My sister saw this as well. The being placed its hands on the outside of the window, and he had a strange smile with fangs on his face. I heard him say in my head, Let me in, over and over again. My sister and I just stared. We can't remember what happened after that. Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break, so don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. Hey guys, Brent Thomas here of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. We just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the Paranormal Portal store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, stickers, mugs, you name it, you might find it over there. So head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash paranormal dash portal and you too can help fund the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do and thank you for being a part of our Paranormal Portal family. everybody and we're back and we're back at it here on the paranormal portal podcast buckle up we're going in the second encounter that i had was had with this being was through a dream i always write my dreams down this particular dream occurred tuesday january 9th 2007 in the wee hours the wee morning hours i dreamt that my mother and other members of her church were looking and pointing at the strange bird that landed on a tree. The very large bird opened its wings and spread them wide open. Everyone stood in awe. The bird had large white wings with blue ruffles on the ends. In this dream, I was in a room that that was a few stories above the ground. I wanted to see what the commotion was outside, so I opened my window. All of a sudden, the creature flew from the tree and came inside my room through the window. He had black hair. He looked human, but I knew he was some kind of vampiric creature. I noticed two strange hole markings on his neck. In my dream, I knew he wanted me to come with him. It's like he wanted me for himself, like he was trying to seduce me. I woke up soon after that. The following is the other encounter I had with this being. It happened on Friday, September 9th, 2007. It happened around 4.45 in the morning. I had woken up for some unknown reason. I was trying to fall back asleep. All of a sudden, I felt like I entered a trance of some sort. I saw myself going to my window. When I looked outside, I saw a strange man walking in the driveway. He had black hair and black clothes on. As soon as he saw me, he sort of flew towards my window and floated there. He asked me to let him in. I looked over to where my husband was sleeping, and then looked. I looked towards this being. I was curious. I opened the window just a tiny crack when he quickly grabbed my hand. I remember remember how his hands had long fingernails. 
When he grabbed my hand, he told me that he had something for me and that he would place it outside in a small jewelry box. He said it was a necklace that he had, that had a round and orange-colored stone as the pendant. All of a sudden, the being was in my room. He took his hand and reached down to grab my hand from where I was laying in bed and literally pulled me out of my body. I felt strange vibrations all over my body. I saw myself hovering over my body with him. We were both floating in the air. He was trying to caress me with kisses. We were dancing in the strange place. I knew that he was some sort, some kind of dark being. I felt like he was vampirish somehow. He told me that we must dance the dance of death. I can't remember anything after that. I don't know who this being is. I've had other encounters with him, but they're just too weird to even describe. Sometimes I feel that it's my mind playing tricks on me. I feel so compelled towards him, like there's something about him and the other encounters that I've had with him. In my dreams, he revealed some weird information. When I asked him what he does, he answered, I roam. It's both a blessing and a curse. He also told me that he's not going to hurt me. If he wanted to, he would could have done that long ago. I know he's some kind of vampire creature, but I don't know what he wants with me. I cannot shake his eyes. They're all black with no white in them whatsoever. I've been reading a lot about the black-eyed people and how people become terrified of them, like fear overtakes them. I'm not afraid of him. I'm just curious and strangely allured to him. Don't know why. And now he comes to me all the time. He just appears in my house. He talks to me in my head. He tells me that it's time I knew the truth. That it's time I remember who I am. Then he says that whatever I like, whether I like it or not, I am one of them. What the F does he mean by that? He tries to seduce me all the time. When I'm alone in the house, he comes out, comes and embraces me from behind, kisses my neck, and then plants seductive images in my head. What the hell is going on? I don't feel any evil whatsoever coming from him. When he appears or when he talks to me in my head, I feel like I feel that it's I'm just seeing things. I try to tell him that I'm not like him, and we end up having a conversation about it. So in that account, uh, it's kind of unclear whether it's a physical manifestation or if it's just a, a a spiritual presence or if it's you know just implanted ideas in her head. It's very odd, and and I guess the tough thing about any of these is that you don't we don't have the opportunity to to ask questions. You don't have the opportunity to to get any more information than what's there. But, you know, the fact that people come forward and share their experiences at all is, is probably, a, it, well, it is definitely a very brave thing to do considering the subject matter is certainly <laughs> not well embraced by our society or by, by any society. But the fact that, you know, these things persist for so long and through, through so many cultures, I mean, there's no one culture that has the, market quartered on the idea that there are vampires in the world. Uh, there's plenty from all over, uh, even ancient cultures. Uh, so the fact that it persists, there there certainly must be something there that people are interacting with. And, you know, I, I tend to believe that anything's possible, so I, I certainly wouldn't doubt it. The question is, is, you know, in our lives, 
when people experience these things, I, I, I will be getting into after the break, we'll be getting into, uh, some tales about, uh, it's called the, the poem of, of Selena or Selena's poem. Now, allegedly with this poem, people can recite the poem in order to draw vampiric experiences to themselves and why they want to do that. I don't know, but there are, there does seem to be, and perhaps it's from the twilight, perhaps it's from so many romantic romanticizations of the, the vampiric uh, culture. And I'm not talking about the, the culture of people that dress in black and paint their fingernails black and they get uh dental implants into their mouth. They have long fangs. Um, of course, speaking of the real paranormal phenomenon, there are people that, that so desperately want to become this. And that's a completely terrifying idea in my mind, because without having any knowledge of whatsoever, except a romantic idea of what it is, you know, it's like asking to lose your soul, you know, and I realize that even that's a Hollywood interpretation, maybe, you know, but I don't know. It's like, it seems to me there's so many people that are so unhappy with their life that they would welcome the chance to be something different. But those people, I think, you know, why, why they would invite an experience like that, I don't know. And, and I guess it's a good thing. I don't know if I understood it, then maybe that would make me a, a little off center as well. And every culture that has a, a, a legend of vampires, they're not really well regarded. They're not, they're not considered an asset. So to ask to become that and to allegedly prey upon people, innocent people, I don't know why anybody would invite that into their experience or into their life. Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break. So don't go away and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. everybody and we're back and we're back at it here on the paranormal portal podcast buckle up we're going in uh, right now we're going to go to uh one of our callers 619 you're on the air hi hi how are you hello how are you i'm doing well thank you so it's vampires vampires huh? yeah vampires tonight all right, so I have a question for you. Sure. Are they capable, or, and, and actually, you know, I mean, this is such an esoteric, uh, wide topic, you know, based. Anyway, let's take the, the, the story of vampires that most people know besides Dracula, which is the vampire of Stott, right? You had the novels, you had the movie. So, Here's a question to you, and not, not, not in a challenging way, but in an inquisitive way, do vampires reproduce? Mm. Or was there a set number? Weird, huh? Right? It, yeah, I guess that, that question would rely very heavily on the, on the question of, are they a, a physical being or are they a spiritual being that can manifest physically? And... um I, I guess it's, you know, if they are indeed a physical being, I know that, that black eyed 
children, uh, apparently there are black eyed adults as we discussed on that show. And, and they seem to propagate and, and there seems to be kids and adult ones, uh, unless they're just manifest in different sizes. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the, as we understand them, they're, they're an undead kind of thing that basically they're alive, but not alive. And, you know, that's a great question. And, and, you know, I, I, I don't know that I'm qualified to answer it, but I would, I would think if they are a physical being that truly does exist in this world wholly, then yeah, I would suppose that they, they could, but it's, it's a tough one to answer. It is. It is, isn't it? But um, there was something that you said when you first started to um, respond, which is, you know, what makes a conversation. Yeah. Two <laughs> people are responding. <laughs> that's, that's a little side note. Um, that, uh, you know, uh, is a vampire more predominantly on... Uh, for lack of a better term, an astral level or a different plane than right. the vibrational frequency of the physical plane that we're at. That you said that earlier. That caught my attention because um, I feel like I've had experiences with, um, like what you maybe would call succubi or oh sure, um, like well, I. I you know, I don't mother like that. You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like we, we, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not going to make a joke about it. Um, actually, Alice Miller, um, Google this and look her up and, uh, check out her book, The Drama of a Gifted Child. That's what a narcissist is, is a narcissist is actually not somebody, okay, okay, they may go around showing off about certain things. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do it so well that nobody questions those, but what's underlying that is that they they don't have a self. So if they have a child, that that becomes their main goal is to have the child fulfill that for them. Which mm. if you in organic in organic intimacy, actually <laughs> the mother's supposed to be giving to the child. Right? Sure. You have a narcissist who's demanding, right? And that is succubus. There are mothers, I think, who are succubus. That's not exclusive to mothers, but um, I have had experiences with, with, and I think what, if you have that when you're born, you kind of set up like a magnetic thing that's going on. You know, many people who are abused say that, you know, mm-hmm. attract it. You, say, you use the word attract, you attract it. Mm-hmm. You marry it. Doesn't even matter what sex it is, you know, it's that vibration. And yeah. uh there's been some great there's been some great shows actually on Truth Frequency Radio. I I think it was um Chris Everard who's done them about <clears throat> sort of like psychic vampires. That's that's really what mm. I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why I was interested in the, in the comment yeah, and the comment that where you said actually maybe they are at this point in history anyway in our world, really more prevalent on an astral level. But, you know, that would mean that we need to pay more attention to that. You know, when we go to sleep at night, there's different places we can go to. Right, right. Yeah, if, if 
if in the dream state we really do astrally project, you know, are, are we more exposed then? It's, I, I think that, you know, a lot of the accounts that I ran into when I was researching this happened to people in the dream state. And I, I don't mind those, mm. those stories because I, I think they're fantastic, but that's where the, the lines get blurry. Is it, is, is it succubus incubus? Is it shadow people? Is it, you know, some other manifestation? Are, are vampire, vampires really trans dimensional beings? I mean, you know, it's, it's, there's so many questions. And, and when you're looking for anything to validate a, a theory, or you know a, a hypothesis to become a theory, then you you end up with so many more questions that you can't answer. So, you know that's why discussion is important, is because we can we can pick it out apart as much as we're able to to try to understand a phenomenon that doesn't exist in in our everyday experience. So it's it's a conundrum. You're absolutely right. I remember I remember the first time that I ever saw a film about a vampire. You know, and I remember what struck me about it. Um, of course, I'm, I was a weird child. As I am a weird adult. One of the things that struck me about it was, huh, you know, there's elements of this character and this story that are really important. The blood, mm-hmm. the, the, the bite on the neck. Yep. You know, maybe that's only if you're a woman. If you're a woman, but I'm a woman, I can tell you, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and I was, I was very, um, and, and that, that part that, as we talked about earlier, is true, whether it's a physical body or not, you know, yeah. the astral level, the sort of psychic vampire. For me personally, it just reminds me that there's more to life. There's more, there's magic out there. You know, as I've said before, it's, I just love the idea that there's still mystery and adventure in the world. And that's why I love discussing these topics and researching them. So, but thank you so much for your call. I, I, I enjoy it every time you call in and, and please continue, but we do have to move along. Thank you again. And uh, those are great questions. Okay. I'll okay. continue to listen. Okay. Nice thank you. you again. Okay. See ya. Bye. Moving on, uh, I, I did want to discuss a little bit about there are people that are trying to get to this state. And, and uh, as I was telling you, what I've discovered is this this poem of Selena. And, and uh, you know, again, it's it's the Internet and, and you, you certainly read and research and, and do the best you can. But I can't s- swear that any of this information is absolutely valid. But I found it at least compelling and uh, apparently there's a bunch of people that have gotten a hold of this poem and perhaps even on the site that I've I've referenced for it and for the subject matter. But uh, uh, they, they, uh, they call it the vampire spell as well, but it's Selena's poem is what I understand. And uh, it, allegedly if you recite the poem, and I don't know whether or not there's any special criteria with it as far as a ritual, but – you know, a, a ritual is only words with uh, the person trying to manifest it, putting energy into it, as I've discussed before on the show, that that's most of our religious experiences are us believing wholeheartedly in a, in a, in, in the words in a book or in a, in a tradition that we were taught. And it's our belief that gives them power. 
this is called the vampire poem and, and I'm, I don't believe it's in this one. I, I don't care to recite it for you or cause I sure don't want to be visited by vampires. It's not in my uh, agenda this, this decade that as far as I know. So, but I wanted to read you people's tales that have. So this is called the vampire poem. So last Halloween, I had my friend over and we were going out to trick and treat because you're never too old for free candy. And she found my little print out of the ode to the, to the vampire mother poem. As a side note, Selena's apparently the vampire mother. And I don't know if that's actually a fact or if that's somehow a, uh, goes back to a Hollywood incarnation. I, I never did find out and wasn't able to give it the time to research that I should have. So forgive me if, if that's a Hollywood interpretation, but it's what I've discovered so far. So, so she, she, she the, the, I really don't know why I printed it out because I never had intention of, on using it. I just kind of wanted to have it. So she thinks it's cool and wants to read it later that night around midnight for fun. This is no joking matter, I told her. But she didn't want to listen since she loves vampires and really wants to meet one. So later that night, we were walking back home on this old dirt trail. The same one that I saw the black-eyed being in my other story. Apparently she saw a black-eyed person as well, and they provide the link in there. And she sits down proclaiming this was the perfect spot to do the poem. Of course, I'm nervous right there since it's it's nighttime, and this is where I was followed by a black-eyed being. So I sit down with her, and just the same, we read it. She read it in Latin while I read it in English. We read it three times before hearing noises, and I'm super freaked out by it. She laughed and got up, and we started walking back to my house again when we heard more and more noise coming from the bushes all around us. We both freaked out and started running. She looked back and saw the figure of a man standing a little behind where we were. She tells me to look back, and I do, and I see it, and I was freaked. In the next instance, he was gone, and we got home and locked the door and just laughed about how scared we were. But now... Nine months later, she is telling me how she keeps hearing strange noises outside her window every night since Halloween, and she feels like she is being followed. I feel the same, but I'm worried for her because I can I can deal with this kind of stuff, but she has been a normal teenager until now, and I'm scared that she'll do something stupid. Uh, as a side note, uh, there 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 is an ancient belief in uh, ancient... Uh, Wiccan and, and Celtic beliefs that uh, the belief is is that around Halloween, the veil of this world and the next becomes the thinnest, and that's uh, a very powerful time of the year to do invocations and rituals and, and such. It's Sawin festival is at that time, so there is a there is quite a poignancy to that uh, in the fact that they decided to do it on Halloween. Of course, would would probably multiply the energy of the intention and. Uh, could have really <laughs> really given them the run for their money. The next one is called Ode to the Vampire Beaten Mother. Am I being contacted? Okay, first of all, I want to start by saying no negative comments. I'm 100% serious, and I really want to know thank you, and here's my short story. Okay, one day I stumbled on an Ode to the Night Mother, a chant that said to summon a vampire. A while later, I started hearing banging outside my house. 
And it's not a coincidence because each time I hear the noise, I feel like I'm being watched. Are the so-called vampires waiting for me to go outside or what? So I've done this. Please tell me what happened or if any effects it has it's ha- it has as a had on you. I am freaked out like no way. And the vampire chant is when you click on a vampire scroll all the way down and there should be a category that says vampire spell. And under it says, oh, to the, oh, oh, to the uh, night mother in Latin and English. So, heck, give it a try. Tell me what happens. Well, I would strongly advise you not, <laughs> to not do that. I, I, uh, I, I can't tell, but it sounds like the writer already is regretting their experience with it. And I wouldn't ever encourage anybody to uh, just to blindly do any kind of ritual that you aren't 100% sure what you're going to uh, achieve. I, I realize that, as I said, magic is the and faith is the result of, of the conviction of the believer. But I, I do have to say that you just don't want to mess with things that you don't understand. And it goes back to our discussion on the Ouija board that, you know, if you don't know how to uh, close the portal, don't open it. And perhaps this Ode to the Vampire Mother is kind of the same thing. It's opening a portal, and you certainly don't want to draw things forth that you're not ready to handle. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. As well as finding us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Paranormal Portal, P-O-R-T-L. And uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. we got hundreds of shows in our uh, our, our vault of <laughs> journeys into the Paranormal Portal. So I hope you'll check it, check it out, guys. We're over there at YouTube.com slash Paranormal Portal. So hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So... Uh, stay tuned, but we love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice, take care of each other, help each other out, find the magic in every day, and remember to laugh as much as you can. Take care, everybody. <laughs>